Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. This is Oilers Now and we are live at Claire. No, we're not live at Claire Drake. <laughs> you go back 30 years right there, Yeah, buddy. 30 years and three chins. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Mark Sp- I just wanted to see if you're listening. Yeah, We're sure. live in Ice District at Rogers Place. <laughs> Bob Stoffer with you along with Mark Spector. Mark Spector's twice-a-week appearances in Oilers Now are brought to you by the horses and horse racing Alberta, the 7,000 men and women employed in Alberta's horse racing industry. We'll tell you that guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan, Maggie, and Taylor that Oilers now sent you. Mark. Yes. As of sportclubstats.com maybe Brendan you can fire it. Uh, yep. Right now, according to them, now these numbers do flex a bit on a day-by-day basis. Yesterday, the orders were at 94.8% chance to make the playoffs. Okay. Today, they're at 938 because the other three teams in the Pacific Division that were behind them, that would be Arizona, Vegas, and Calgary, all won yesterday. Yes. The orders are still at 93.8% chance of making it, which is, based on Sport Club stats, the eighth best chance of making the playoffs this year. I've got a couple, you know, I've got some guys out there that provide me some statistical information. And the stat they... Is it the same guys that give Halsey his weather? Do you have, like, your guy for stats and he has his guy? Or is it the same guy? I think my guy probably has a little bit better success ratio on a value. Than Halsey's weather guy? Yeah, I'm just, I'm not, I, hey, I'm I not know, saying, man. I'm just saying, okay? <laughs> uh, anyhow, I digress. The real stat... There's there's two real stats that often tell you a lot about what a team is. Okay. Okay. One of them better not be Corsi, Bob. Nope. Actually, okay. a lot of the analytics boys are moving away from Corsi. Do you think? After all, he, you, you ready? Oh, my God. Uh, okay, let's hear them. What are net, they? Net wins versus net losses. So okay, Edmonton's, define that stat. So Edmonton's at 32 wins, and they got 21 losses. So they're plus 11. And plus 11. Plus 11. That's a real... Doesn't that, sound complicated enough, Bob. Yeah, that, one, that. that one's really simple. And yeah. then some coaches will tell you, look at goals for versus goals against yeah. ratio, and that'll tell you the real value of a team. What about expected goals for? Well, that's, well, that's one of the stats that one of my guys does, okay? And... Uh, because one of the, you know, with Corsi, the problem with Corsi is it didn't, I think in fairness, you could have teams that are volume shooters, but maybe they don't have elite finishers. And the Oilers got a couple guys that are up around 17%, and they're two of the top four scorers in the league last year. Right. But, Mark, this isn't so much about McDavid and Drysaddle. Like, cause, and we are going to talk about Drysaddle in a second for the heart. Yeah. But does it not, you know, are we seeing, are we witnessing firsthand? They go 3-1 and one without Connor McDavid last week. That was a tough road trip. You were on it. Yeah, yeah, That's a sure. tough trip. The only game they Carolina's lost. Carolina's a good team. I don't know how come they're like they're kind of fumbling around the wild card spot. That, I like the look of their that, team. That they're team fast that, as lightning. They were fast. They're okay. And you mentioned the lightning, best team player. in the league. Yeah. We got something going on here with the coach. Has the coach, 
Is the coach part of the reason why this team's in the position yeah. that they're, they're yeah, in? that's fair. All right. Dave, the floor is yours. <laughs> no. I'm going to work on my game notes for tomorrow. You talk for the next four minutes. Uh, Dave Tippett is. You know what? Like, I want to say this. Todd McClellan was a good coach, too. He didn't quite have the right horses. Uh, but Dave Tippett's a veteran guy, and he said something in his press conference just a few minutes ago. Someone asked him, you know, what have you learned about your team? Uh, in this last little while since you've had a bunch of injuries and how they've played. And he said, you know, it's not what I've learned about my team. It's what the team's learned about the team, right? So he's that coach that that sets the template and, and sets the strategies and puts everyone in position and then gets the hell out of their way and lets the team be the team and form itself into a group. And, you know, he gives them the game plan tip it's given this team is the right one for the personnel that they have. He doesn't... You know, he hasn't overmatched players and put them in positions where they're going to fail. And as such, the team has had success and it's really starting to believe in itself now. And, you know, this losing Oscar Clefbaum and Connor McDavid, like that used to be a, a license to just lose seven in a row, Bob. And I don't, I mean, they're three and one without McDavid and they'll give Boston a good run in here. Boston's maybe the best team in the league. I'm not sure, but you might not beat them. Whatever. Lots of teams lose to Boston. But they're a good, the Oilers are a good team, and they'll survive this cleft bomb thing. It's not going to kill them. Oilers went into Boston on a Saturday afternoon, which used to be a death knell for this franchise. Sure did. Hung around in the game. The Bruins were better early. And, uh, you know, Jake DeBrus got a deflection early for Boston. Then there was a turnover from Jake, a little bit of an unlucky break. He healed a pass, went right to Gaetan Haas, 1-1 game. Nurse comes down the wall at the end of a period. Yeah, gets a just, lucky just, goal. Just, hey, I got five seconds left. Put something to the net, 2-1. Then Cassian sets up McDavid for a beauty breakaway goal. And the best player in that game was Leon Dreisettle. Of all the big dogs, Joe Haggerty hacks with Hag said after. In a matchup of arguably four of the best players in the league, it was Dreisaitl that sort of that was the best player. That was the best yeah. player that night, and he was a tour de force on this road trip, man. All right, all right. so are you having? You, wow. You're still with the professional hockey, is it? Oh he, yeah. You know, how can you not? How can he not be a favorite? He's a for the Hart Trophy. He's, he's 13 points ahead of everybody else in the league right. in scoring. Like typically, the guy that wins the Art Ross is always the favorite. It doesn't always win the um, Hart Trophy, but he's. I'll be, I'd like. I should look that stat up, right? How many years in the last 20 have the Art Ross Trophy and the Hart Trophy winner been the same guy? That's a stat that should get looked up. Um, so, sure, he's got to be the favorite. And the fact that he's doing it, you know, now, this since the halfway point of the season without McDavid, uh, you know, he's carrying a team just for four games here without McDavid, even in the lineup. So, oh, there's no question he's the favorite for the Hart. And, you know, it's only a... a the people out there now who are still saying, ah, but he plays with McDavid, those people aren't watching. A, they're, I'll bet you almost none of them are hard trophy, trophy voters, Bob, that are saying that because the voters are smarter than that. And if you think that Drysdale's playing with McDavid all the time, you're clearly not watching the Oilers play, are you? 18 games. And, and so here's what happened. Yamamoto got recalled, okay? His first game, he was scheduled to play with Nygaard and Dreisaitl, okay? Okay. And Yamamoto. That it was started the started the game that way, didn't it? And they did not finish the game that way. Yeah. Nygaard ended up uh, with Sheehan and Archibald, and they moved uh, uh, Yamamoto up as the – or, sorry. Nugent uh, Hopkins. Nugent Hopkins there. So, in the last 18 games, ready for this? Yeah. Edmonton's record is 12-4-2. Leon Dreisaitl has 34 points yep. in those 18 games. He's plus 11, okay? 
because some of the guys out there that are the, the dry settle naysayers are looking at the plus minus. But well, he had an awful December. Yeah, he, well, didn't he, he go like twelve games? Yeah, yeah he had a tough a minus player. Yeah, right. Which he, is he's also good. on a team that's got by far the number one running power play in the NHL. Hey, that sure. he's a big part of that. He's power a big play. part. You don't New, get the plus there. New, I get it. Nugent Hopkins, uh, by the way, uh, is eight goals, twenty-four points, plus eight over those games, and Yamamoto, nine goals, 18 uh, points in 18 games, plus 12. So it's been a terrific five-on-five line, and they met their match against Carolina. Cause those, and they went after Yamamoto. Yep. Svechikov could have been called for two penalties yeah. on the play that he was called for, and they, they, they ran that kid a couple times, and he, you wrote a piece on him today. The fans are calling him the honey badger. <laughs> yeah, well, he's the, he's the lightest player in the league. Yeah. Nathan Gerby is the smallest player in the league. Right. Uh, Nathan Gerby is five foot, I think four. Right. And uh, Yamamoto's five eight one fifty three. Uh, there's a whole bunch. There's a few guys out there at five eight five nine. You know, Quinn Hughes is bigger than he is. Jarrett Spurgeon is one of the smallest guys in the league. Is bigger than he is. Uh, Johnny Goodrow, who's pretty small, is bigger than he is. Like he's maybe the de facto smallest guy in the league. He's got a point per game in eighteen games. And everyone, you just got to love the way the kid plays. Like, every, everyone loves the little guy that punches above his weight, right? Everyone loves the little guy that goes in the corner and steals a puck from a guy twice his size. We all love that, no matter who he plays for. Uh, this kid's a good player, man. He's a good player. He's going to be a good order for a long time. I had a text from, uh, I'll say, a really, really good former order. And he said to me when the orders had the two games back-to-back against Calgary, our little guy? Completely dominated their little guy. Outcompeted their their, their little guy, guy right? No like you know, Yamamoto was out there first shift of the game in that eight three win, knocking a guy off the puck, and then yeah. he goes right to the net, and then he has a little bit of fun at Red yeah. Expanse after on the bench there. Yeah. He's got a little. It's got some jam, sure, a little bit of jam. Yeah, and, and you know what? I mean, I'm not going to tell you uh, at this point in time. Goodrow is a more elite offensive player. There's no question about that. He's he's, you know, he's just a. Bigger, better, more better player. Year. Seven allows a year, uh, but I'll tell you what: in that in that battle of Alberta, those games, there's no question. I mean, the the uh, Goodrow, the tougher it got, the further to the perimeter did Goodrow move, and the more in the guts of the game was Yamamoto. Right? There's no any you can see that from 100 miles away, Bob. In your uh, okay, skill testing trivia question time for you, Spec. Let's do it. In which City was the movie Vision Quest about wrestling filmed in. Ooh, I don't know. That's a good question. Was it like an Iowa thing? It was not Iowa. That's the big wrestling state. You can text us at 780 because it connects to the piece that you wrote. Vision Quest? What kind of movie was that? You never saw Vision Quest with no. Matthew Modine and uh, Linda Fiorentino? Nope. Smoke show in the movie, by the way. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, all over that. Spokane. It was done in Spokane. It was filmed in Spokane. Really? And I bring that up because in your piece today, I did not did know this. Did you not know that? I did not See. know that Connor Yamamoto, he took wrestling? Hey, he was a wrestler as a kid. There was wrestling in his family. His dad was a state, like a high school, when his dad was in high school, was a state wrestler. Made it to state, right? Anyone ever watched Napoleon Dynamite? You know what that means. <laughs> um, and he hung out with a cat named Chandler Rogers 
who now goes to OSU, and he's which is the it's a big wrestling it's, school. Yeah, Ohio, and he's Oklahoma quite State, a right yeah. Oklahoma State, and he's apparently looking on their website. I don't know the kid, but he looks like quite an accomplished wrestler. And this guy's two years older than Yamamoto, and Yamamoto used to go to camps with him and hang out with him. And he said, I said to Yamamoto one day, I said, okay, so your thing is you're all tenacious and you steal bucks and you you never quit, you never give up. Where'd that come from? He goes, probably wrestling. So I wrestled a lot. He only wrestled up until about grade nine, I think. But he said that's where it came from. I learned that you gotta. There's no quitting in wrestling, man. Right? There's no teammates in wrestling, right? You wrestle, you're on your own. We got the long and the short of it here tomorrow night because, as you know, Zdeno Chara, who <laughs> made his reputation in the Western Hockey League, knocking Tony Mohagan out the out yeah. uh, back in uh, when he was with the Prince George The Cougars. long and the short of it. I like yes. that, Bob. So you got uh, Chara, whose father was a wrestler, an Olympic wrestler, and you got Yamamoto, who's... It'd be kind of funny because I think if Yamamoto wanted to, he might be able to get actually between his legs on a move at some point. Because he'll take a run at Big Z. Well, how about Gallagher the other game getting cross-checked right in the throat? Came right back at him. Instead of 90% of the players in this league that would turtle in submission, we'll use a wrestling term, there was Gallagher going right back at him. So you got to love it with Yamamoto, what we're seeing right now. Oh, and if he... I mean, on every front, Bob, he's a guy you pick deeper in the first round because you believed in him, and you take a chance drafting the smallest guy in the league. You draft a guy 153, 5'8", a lot of people go, what are you doing, right? Yep. Well, he took a huge chance. He can play because he's got that intangible, that, that competitiveness. He's got skill. You know, he can play with good players. Uh, and here you go. So you've developed the first-round pick that looks like he's going to play for a long time. you got a top-six player that you didn't have to go at the trade market to get. Right, he's on his entry-level deal. Like it's all there. This is why you draft and and scout and develop is so that at the other end you get Kyler Yamamoto. So good for the orders. Is this why also you hold on to your picks? Oh, for sure. We'll discuss yeah. that when we come back in Oilers Now. It is Bob Stoffer, Mark Spector with you. Mark Spector's weekly appearances in Oilers Now brought to you by the Horses in Horse Racing Alberta. It is 12:48 in Edmonton. <laughs> Hi, this is Mike Smith from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6.30 Chet. Dave Tippett has uh, spoken today, 12.50 in Edmonton. A little bit of an update on the injury front. Uh, TSN's Ryan Rashog reporting that just, uh, James Neal still at least a couple of weeks away, according to Tippett. Uh, McDavid is on his way back into Edmonton tonight. Um, Chris Russell, Tom Gazzola reporting, not close, according to, this is by a uh, Twitter, uh, Russell not close to coming back either. So it's uh, oh, you took your headset off, which makes for great radio. I never do that on our broadcast. Yes, I do all the time. So don't feel bad, Spec. Uh, but yes, uh, the orders they got some challenges here, Mark. I put the tweet out right after the announcement was made on Clefbaum. Yep. Now we weren't sure about Sam Gagne based on today's practice. He looks like 100% like he's going to play. He looked like he had a little bit of a core t- tweak against uh, the Florida Panthers on Saturday as the game wore on. Didn't play Sunday. So we'll take away the math on Gagne, $3 million bucks. The Edmonton Oilers tomorrow will play the Boston Bruins with $30 million out of their lineup. Yeah, that's, that's <clears throat> I mean, your best forward, your best defenseman. Yeah. You know, and then a couple other guys too, <laughs> right? Some, I mean, that, that's, so McDavid, best, 
best, best player. player. We think he's the best player in the world. Clefbaum, the Oilers' best defenseman, uh, playing 25 minutes per game, played over 31 against Carolina the other night. Uh, and then you have James Neal, 19 goals this year, 12 in the power play. Probably at this stage in his career, James is, in fairness, probably a third-line left wing, except yeah. he's a first-unit power play guy. Yeah, it makes your team better to have you. Have, right. You'd rather have men than out, right? Right. Zach Cassian suspended. So there's yeah, your Zach entire Cassian's top line from the game on January 28th. Right. Clefbaum out. Chris Russell, good veteran depth defenseman. Uh, and then Nygaard, who I know not every, is not everybody's cup of tea. I think there's something there with him. That's six regulars out of the lineup. And people yeah. say, well, Ken Holland's got to go out and make a trade. Well, what's the problem with that, Mark? Well, <laughs> I don't, I don't, uh, I mean, I think they can free up some salary space. They can put uh, Kyle Brodjuk, they never did put him in LTIR, so they can buy themselves a little salary space here, a little cap space by doing that. But I feel like. The team's playing really well without all these guys in the lineup. Maybe getting them all back by the, you know, Connor McDavid's going to be back soon. Uh, Clefbaum, we're not sure. They say two weeks. You never know. Russell, who knows? Uh, Neil, who knows? So, you tell me, Bob. Do they need to import here? I think they're pretty limited, Mark, with what they can do, okay? They have significant cap challenges. I think in a perfect world, they deploy the bonus structure of Mike Smith's deal to this year's team, not to next year's cap. Uh, you know, I, I, Ken Holland would and use up cap space to pay the goalie and not to spend it on a new player. Yep. Okay. I, I put it this way. Here's what I think they'll end up doing. And it's not sexy. Okay. Yep. Let's hear it. I believe that it would not surprise me at some point between now and Monday of next week if the orders added a bottom six forward that could play multiple positions. Got to be able to skate. We need. They need speed. They need speed. With They're the, too slow with, up front. With the injury, obviously. Nygaard, again, there's a guy that could have helped them in the bottom. Ups your team speed. Right. Well, is that player Athianasu? No, because he's, he, he's a guy that if – I, th- I think Detroit would trade Athanasiu. Yeah. Uh, the perspective. Okay. What what are the orders? Ha- what are they playing as right now? They're playing as a bit of a team. And when I watch Andreas Athanasiu play, I see a guy who's a bit of a lone ranger. Yeah, that's now, the book on him. Right. Yes. Now he's got spectacular speed and he's got some goal scoring instincts. He yeah. scored thirty last year. He's well, mi- so minus forty four right now. Though. That's a terrible team in Detroit. Yeah. Put it this way. Well, Part, here, here, it's a two parter for me. Okay. Bouchard, no-fly zone. Broberg, no-fly zone. Oilers, number one, no-fly zone. Right, you're not f- trading those guys. Fair. They're going to, at some point, trade Pulley Army. Yep. Okay. They need cap space to take on the $3 bucks for Athanasio. So how do you make that happen? Because as of right now, it ain't going to be easy to do. Mm-hmm. Like, they're they're so tight right now, they may carry just, I don't know, if, I, I didn't hear Dave Tippett's full availability. There's a chance they might just carry six healthy defensemen for the next two home games. And, okay. then, and then they got Bouchard, a phone, and yes, Bouchard, not Manning, not, you can't, at this, not person, we're talking Bouchard at this but stage. But they could make a trade of like, they could, let's let's just say for fun that he moves Pugliarvi in a deal to get a player he wants, and he's got to clear up some cap space. And he could include, because Pugliarvi isn't playing for the team right. that you get traded to, so that contract and that salary do not count against that team this season. So you could trade them a player that you have a million bucks owing right. to. Say, say Granlund. Granlund, Yurko, 
you know, he's hurt, but you could trade a body. Right? Uh, could you trade Manning for the rest of the season? Not much money left on that. Well, you might want to keep Just them. so you know, your toes in the, was in the minors, so you get no cap. You get no cap. No cap. Okay. I'm throwing names up, but you know what I'm saying. So buddy. you're talking. You can include a player in the deal with, a, say, a Pulleyarvi or with the draft pick, just so we're swapping a contract back and forth. In Manning's case, you'd free up a million. In in Granlund's case, with him being up right now, you'd free up 1.3 million. If sure. he goes back down, you're only freeing up 225k because right. you're getting a million dollar break on the first amount. So. Uh, yes, anything you, can be done. I still think I don't. I I'm not even convinced that Ken Holland's prepared to trade a second round draft choice. They don't have a third. Uh, that's going to go well. Well, you, you, you know, never know. You never know, right? All of a sudden, all of a sudden, Neil's out for a long time. Neil needs to score two more goals, and Milan Lucic cannot get to ten. Is that correct? No, he has to have ten less. So Milan Lucic cannot get to twelve. So I the think. deal was twenty. Twenty-one, I think. Twenty-one. He needs to score twenty-one, I believe. So he's got 19. There we go. So that's it. You know, as we get closer, there's still lots of games left here. If Neil plays in them, he'll get his two goals. But now you start to wonder. Hmm. You wonder if you can manage your way through that and hang on to your third pick. Uh, likely to be another defenseman recalled ahead of tomorrow's game against Boston. So maybe they will have the seventh D here. Uh, Who do you call up? At this stage, I'd call up Bouchard. But you know what? If I'm calling no Bouchard. I'm not calling up Bouchard. Yeah. First, you need a lefty. You're looking for a lefty. Why? Because Russell's out and Clefbaum's out. So? Why can't, you, why can't you play four righties? I I just think that if I'm developing. If Bouchard's being called up tomorrow, he ain't playing tomorrow against Boston. Whatever. That's I, the I'm, not, I'm not breaking in a guy in the NHL in the middle of this stretch run. Sorry. I'm calling up. I'm using the guys I have here, and I'm calling up a guy who's not playing. That's what I'm doing. I'm calling so up. So you would call up Manning. I'm calling you? up Manning. He sits in the press box. I play Lagason. If things go bad, then I think about, okay, if I, gotta, if I need more here, maybe I'll try Bouchard. But I don't love the idea of giving a kid his first NHL games under these circumstances. I've got something for you to think about going into the next segment about what has changed the complexion and perception of the Oilers. It's been their own homegrown products, and maybe that's why Bouchard should be the guy. This fall, you can join the president of New West Travel, Dennis Laliberti, on a spectacular 20-day trip to South Africa. The tour takes place through Cape Town, coastal villages, the famous Victoria Falls, plus two exciting safaris. Enjoy five-star hotels, meals, and guided tours to book now and save a 1000 bucks per couple. Join New West Travel on February 22nd for a travel seminar with the experts from South Africa. Africa and confirm the South African tour. Call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. And I look very forward tonight. Uh, we're going to have a shaker for our Chicago tripsters uh, at a downtown establishment that is not a sponsor on this show. Uh, but I uh, look forward to seeing you tonight uh, and uh, we'll have some fun with it. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. More with Mark Spector when we return. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.